How's it going, lovebirds? You are now listening to the podcast that brings you good relationship advice from real relationship experiences. This is episode number 23 of the Good Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Brown Jr., the Good Company Relationships Expert. And if you're in need of daily motivation or relationship tips, you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Just search Good Relationships Podcast. If you have a Twitter, you can reach us at Good Lovebirds. I repeat, that is Good Lovebirds. On today's show, we have two guests, Adam and Zach Hendershot. How you guys doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, doing well, man. <laughs> happy to be here again. Amen. So they are both brothers and entrepreneurs located in the QC. Could you guys tell us a little bit about what you guys have going on currently? Yeah, you go ahead for a sec. Well, interestingly enough, uh, there's going to be a deep podcast web made with all of <laughs> the good the good, uh, the good company people. I just started one, and, and Adam just started one as well. Uh, mine is Pages, and Adam's is Futurist. Derek, Derek Brown Jr. will definitely be on both of those at some point as well. So you'll appreciate have, that. You'll have to give us give those a listen too. And Adam, like he said, other than um, that, yeah, <laughs> I have. Uh, yep, I just started the podcast Futurist. Um, it's just all about the future. If you have a future and you're excited about the future, you can be a part of the podcast. So it's about that simple. Um, and other than that, you know, I'm really, you know, I'm operating good real estate. We're buying houses in the quad cities. Mm -hmm. If you need help, you know, if you need real estate solutions, if you have a property you don't want, um, if you inherited a property, I mean, there's, I could, the list goes on, but if you have a real estate, a real estate related problem that you need solved, give us a call. Okay. And uh, how can Facts. they, how can they reach you guys? Yeah. So my, um, this is Adam <laughs> and my, <laughs> my Instagram is Adam Hendershot life. Hendershot is spelled H E N D E R S H O T T life. Adam Hendershot life. And mine is Zachary L Hendershot and Hendershot is H E N D E R S H O T T. Excellent. <laughs> Sorry. That's like our whole life yeah. is telling people is how to spell our last name. <laughs> And to add to that, you can find us um, on Facebook just by just by typing our names, obviously. So yep, yep. yeah, you'll be able to find our good real estate pages. Uh, you know, good real estate page, good property management, all of the brands through there. Cool, cool, cool. Oh yeah. Also, I, I guess I didn't describe my podcast. It's very simple and basic. Uh, pages. You bring a book that's meant a lot to you. We flip to a page. We start the conversation on that page. Then we go from there. So. Anyway. Cool, cool. Now I'm excited to Let's be get back to a this part one. of it. Oh no, this is I'm, I'm <laughs> super excited for you guys to get your podcast started. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to be a guest and not a host on those. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Flip people, the script. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, lovebirds, today's topic is the importance of maintaining healthy family relationships. I repeat, mm. the importance of maintaining healthy family relationships and these two guys did not want to be prepared for the questions or the topic so that is the first time they heard the topic so everything is raw everything is live um, and as always we're going to go straight into the topic with some questions question number one what do you feel is most important when it comes to maintaining a healthy family relationship as brothers for oh, sure shit well here's here's one thing i will say <laughs> is um one big thing is we are fairly close in age. We're two and a half years apart. Um, we really kind of grew up together, and, and most of our most of our young memories are, are together. I don't have a lot of memories that he's not 
you know, involved in in terms of early life. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I do see sometimes siblings that, you know, they may not be super close. They didn't spend a lot of time playing with each other. They didn't spend a lot of time maybe, I don't know, just spending a lot of time together. We spent a lot of time together when we were young. Now, mm-hmm. people listening to this aren't going to be able to retroactively spend time with their siblings, but <laughs> no, truly it's time spent together is, is one yeah. big thing, I think. Well, and I think just in general, when you're talking about relationships, um, just as important as the good parts of the relationship are the bad parts. So Absolutely. Um, it, it tends, to, I mean, the, the trend tends to be with relationships. Um, the more hardships you face and overcome with a person, the closer and un, more unbreakable the bond really is. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I mean, the fact that, you know, in, in our case, the fact that my brother and I were... Um, you know, we, we were the only two kids in our family for years. I mean, until mm-hmm. I was nine years old. So yep. we, we really had a lot of time to spend together, play together, um, you know, face the wrath of our parents together. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Yeah. No, seriously, man. Yeah. Like those are not, not the wrath. They, they were, they were very uh, good parents and very reasonable parents. Um, but we were children and we didn't mm-hmm. like stuff they said sometimes. Yeah. So. Mm. so, you know, I feel like we, um, we see eye to eye on a lot of key things. Um, you know, I, I think at the end of the day it really does start with the parents though mm-hmm. to set the tone you can, know? You, can you speak more on the importance of um, how parents play a role in general mm. for sure yeah. um, I, I do feel very very blessed that we had the upbringing that we did just because we had an example on of a mother and a, of a man and a woman and of, of how to how they handle themselves not only in the relationship like a marriage but in like the real world as well. Mm-hmm. So we had some really good, we had some really good role models in that way. They're such hard workers. Well, and I, just to piggyback off of what you're saying a little bit, I think the way, I mean, still with, are with, hard workers. But. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with our parents, it just, when I was growing up, I didn't ever really see their relationship as like necessarily a romantic relationship because mm-hmm. that's just, that's not how they behave all the time. You know, that they, they aren't delusional about being, they understand that they're not always going to be in the honeymoon phase. They understand that a lot of it's going to be irritating or annoying. Um, mm-hmm. But I think what's not necessarily unique about that, I mean, every relationship is unique, but what's great about their relationship is that they're just best friends. They just like spending really time are. together. Mm. So when Zach and I were growing up, we saw two adults that work things out. They discuss things. They overcome obstacles, and they don't give up. Right. So well, I, th- I think setting that tone as a parent is important for kids to see how, how should a, a mature relationship operate. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big part of it is, you know, <laughs> using words, not emotions, right. using logic, yeah. using compromise. You know, it yes. was never my dad's word was law. It was never my mom's word was law. It was for different things, for different, you know, decisions that were made for the family are different things that my brother and I were lobbying for, you yeah. know, um, they're, they're, there's just different checks and balances and they, they just had a very clear understanding of who was responsible for what very clear communication. So I think to me that, I mean, from my observation that, I mean, that plays the biggest role is just seeing that and observing that as a child. You mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. Well, one, and, and one thing too, that they really tried to focus on if there was hardship, if there was, any enmity between the two of them, they really tried to keep it away from us. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they really, so like one example, like talking to them now, it's very strange to hear sometimes that they're like, yeah, we didn't have a lot at all when you guys were growing 
Like we scraped together sometimes. We didn't even like know that right. because they made sure that we were good and we were okay and we were. They took the wrath of not having a lot instead of mm-hmm. instead of us because I think that happens with well, even the emotional stress of it. Yes, you know, but not, all, not, not just the the money part, but yes, that that's almost more important. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is the emotional stress. They did not put any of that on us. So. Right. So you guys would like most definitely agree that uh, having that um, two figures that are stable and responsible, mature, is just a key. It can play a key role in maintaining a healthy relationship within the whole family balance, and especially as you're like growth as individuals. Yes. Hundred percent. Well, and again, hundred percent. Well, and I mean, and just to speak on that a little bit, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I know, I know. I have personal friends. I there's you know colleagues, uh, just people that maybe I'm not great friends with. That seems like they have they've had a great upbringing. They have two great parents, but they don't have a good relationship with their mm. oldest sibling. Mm. Um, mm. And sometimes that can have to do with the age gap. It's hard to really it is. It connect yeah. with someone that's you know so far in age. But um, yeah, I mean I think. It, it's not a cookie cutter model. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's, there's there's different things that'll happen that can that can mess that up. I, and I think, you know, I think parents a lot of times, and I know it sounds bad, but like they literally get trial runs with kids. Mm. They parent the first kid. They understand. Oh, yep. Well, I could I could do this different. So when you parent your kids differently, especially when there's an age gap, there can kind of be. A weird relationship dynamic because of mm. how the parent is treating the kids differently fundamentally right and I think that's very common I mean I think that's just natural parents they parent someone they're like oh shit you know we could have done this better shouldn't have said that uh-huh. right. you know and then right. with the next kid it's like okay well it's different now you know it, it really it really is different so I, I could see that also playing a role in maybe you know having two parents isn't the only part to keeping a family together, right? You know? right. No, and so. I was gonna say we can only speak from the perspective of right. of, of our own that, that right. we, we did grow up with two parents right. who did, you know, they did the right things. They, they did the right things as as well as they could. Uh, I mean, right. obviously, things. I was the first, you know, kid, and, and they've definitely changed certain things about how they've parented afterwards. And Adam mm-hmm. got, you know, in the younger siblings, I've got a benefit of you know, mostly more more you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, getting the benefit of seeing well, me fuck up sometimes and seeing how they and that's not even a joke. No, it's like, not. It's super, super real. Like mm-hmm. he, he, he would avoid, yeah, or or be right. a lot sneakier about <laughs> certain things. <laughs> Whatever way you choose, I ain't liable. So, but no, yeah. it, I think it, that. But there's a but there's a potential explosion here too because think about if if a parent has their oldest child and they parent them a certain way, and they realize that they were too harsh, and mm-hmm. they, they didn't allow enough freedom. If the next sibling is, is too close in age, and they treat them, animosity. And, if they, and if they treat them a lot differently, that could affect the oldest sibling's relationship with the parents or with the younger sibling, or mm-hmm. both. And that's, and that's where, yeah. where I, th- I think that a lot of trouble could come in, and that's where you see a lot of um, fragmented families and... and and again, I, I, I'm by no means am I an expert in any of this stuff. I, I, I mostly want to speak from my, my mm-hmm. own perspective mm-hmm. on, on how our parents did things. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's a good observation. I, I yeah, think I think yeah. that that's fair, though. Yeah. Even though I don't know for sure, I think. And the and the main thing is just that you guys being able to see a 
family dynamic that I would say is healthy, that you guys would say is healthy, mm-hmm. how do you feel like that um, influenced you as an individual, like mm-hmm. in terms of like becoming an entrepreneur, um, support throughout your life, uh, you guys as brothers? Mm-hmm. Well, there's one there's one really big thing that I appreciate that, that happened, um, and I think that without us really knowing it, it allowed us to be able to get into the spirit of entrepreneurship. And that's the fact that we were homeschooled for a really long time. Yeah, that's and, huge. And because we were homeschooled, first of all, there's there's probably a slight misconception among some people about what homeschooling is and how it works and what the... Most homeschoolers are not awkward antisocial kids who don't know how to talk to anybody else and they have a crush on their mom or whatever. <laughs> we, we, we stereotype? Damn. I didn't know that. Well, maybe that... Okay. Well, anyway, so I... I, 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 I we were part of a really big homeschool group, actually, that, that all these different families were a part of, and we would be a part of different big events and, and, and all kinds of different things so we could get to. And obviously we played sports and did music as kids, too, so we were integrated that way. But mm-hmm. anyway, the point of all of this is to say that when a child is homeschooled and the, the curriculum is set up a certain way, they are allowed to be incredibly creative, and they are allowed to kind of uh, honestly create the world they live in and we were able to very healthily explore a lot of different things like history art music sports without any kind of backlash from from there's no social pressure there's not as there's Mm. not now even though we were part of a homeschool group there is not nearly as much social pressure so then when i went to public school and i was ridiculed for some things that i did I just had no conception as to why. Like, I played the violin. People made fun of me for that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't understand <laughs> what you're saying. Like, you're sp- it didn't make any sense. But at the time, it was a little difficult. But now I'm so, so, so thankful for mm-hmm. stuff like that because mm-hmm. now we are, for the most part, unapologetically ourselves. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. and so I do credit that to my parents, you know, all that, putting us yeah. into that, that and, system. And to take a slightly different angle... Um, you know, I think my parents' background, our parents' background has a big, a large part to do with it as well. I would agree with that. Um, my, my, my mom is a, um, she's a psychotherapist. She um, helps people with uh, marital issues, um, children with mental health issues and trauma, um, you know, a wide variety of things um, with mental, just with mental health issues, essentially. So um, she also understands the importance of planting seeds. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. With kids, right? Yep. Because really, the first five years of your life really is kind of the operating system that you will have for the rest of your life. I mean, of course, you can change things about your subconscious mind and your habits and whatnot, but those are your the, formative the, years. Yeah, you know? I mean, the first five to six, seven years of your life. I mean, that's that's the most important stuff. So, something my mom told me the other day that I wasn't aware of. Um, it's it's a it's a loose hypnotism technique, right? And what she would do is when we got around the five, six, six-year-old age, she would say things like, she would make suggestions. And, you know, and don't get, you know, don't get me wrong. It's not hypnotism like swinging something in front of your face and right. making Put us you do under. whatever she yeah, wants yeah, us yeah. to do. She, she would do things that would get us, she would plant a seed to make it our own idea. Mm. So she would say something like, you know, you know, Adam, you're, you're going to be seven pretty soon. You know, seven-year-olds, they, they just don't throw tantrums. So pretty soon you're going to start taking responsibility for your actions. Mm-hmm. You're going to start doing this. You're going to start noticing. It'll just be, oh, it's wow. going to start happening. 
So, so she's a beast, man. My so, mom's a beast. That became true in my mind. And if, if you believe something, it becomes true in your mind as a child. That there's nothing more true than that because you're so open to suggestions. So it's she, like a she, fundamental she, truth right. at that point. So you know? she would just mm-hmm. plant little seeds like that because of her background. She knew the importance of planting those seeds. So she would say things like that at certain points in our development, and that would help us kind of move to the next stage of development. Mm-hmm. So I think as an individual, I would say my parents' background had a huge, played a huge role in who I am today, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. So like, what about um, you guys being out into the real world? You've experienced life. You've gone through high school. Um, you guys experienced college some, mm-hmm. and then you're away from your family. How did that dynamic change, mm-hmm. and how were you able to maintain the healthiness of that relationship? Well, here's a here's a that little, is a here, great question. Here's a little secret. It didn't stay super amazingly healthy for <laughs> me the whole time. Right. It just didn't. Um, an, uh, uh, here's another thing. Our back, our parents' background. They both hold a master's degree, so at least six years of college for both of them. That is their paradigm. My dad was pulled from absolute basic poverty for, into college to play basketball, and then college was the reason that he's able to, you know. Um, it, my mom, you know, she she worked so, 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 so hard all through college. She, you know, begged for her internship for her, for, you know, her grad school and whatever, and, and she, she drove hours and hours and hours to prove to them that she could, that she needed this to make her life better, so... In their eyes, this is the way mm. to get success. And now they know, they know because they're smart humans that it is not the only way, but it is the way that they are familiar with, and it is the way that they've seen most of their peers get there as well. And it's the so, way that they can share with us and help us. <laughs> so yeah, because they, they can walk us through the process. They they know how to, you know, go through college. And so when when I was having issues, because I, I ended up attending three different schools after high school, uh, you know, giving up a full ride scholarship for music at Northern Iowa to leave, like that must have just crushed their souls in some capacity. But mm. they didn't realize 100% that it was crushing mine to even be there. And that's, it's just true, man. Like I felt like shit. Like I mm. felt, my freshman year, my first semester was pretty good. I got mostly A's and B's, maybe a C or something. Fucking F's and D's the next semester. I was just, I was just not, you know, I didn't see a future. I didn't see what I was supposed to be going towards. And, and because of that, I, my relationship suffered a lot because I was dishonest with them, because mm. I was ashamed, because I felt like I was letting my family down. Um, and I didn't, I didn't have a lot of the great, you know, from afar mentors that I have now like Gary Vaynerchuk or I mean I know he was there but I I just didn't I wasn't tapped into that world so I didn't have a sense of ultimate positivity and and just to follow my passion so on on, in turn I kind of like turned a lot of my negative energy I think Mm -hmm. towards my parents uh because they were constantly on me obviously they 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 want me to succeed but but because I wasn't being totally honest with myself I wasn't honest with them and then that made our relationship suffer. So if I can tell you guys anything, be unapologetically yourself. Don't give a shit who you have, who you're going to quote unquote disappoint, because in the end, it's not their life; it's yours. Mm. So that that's really, really important to me, and I think that that's a that's an important point. Um, 
you can't you just can't worry too much about what other people say even if it's your parents and I would almost say especially if it's your parents because you're gonna have you know probably the hardest time again quote unquote disappointing mm-hmm. or letting them down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and because I was living in that world our, our relationship definitely suffered for a couple years until we could really I could be honest with them 100% and they could kind of accept also where I where I was at and where I wanted to go because we both had to, I think, take a step back and, and, and be a little bit more, I don't know, humble about things and just accept what the other side was kind of, mm. you know, presenting. So, Do you feel like without that relationship being mended, do you think that you would be able to, you know, work towards success the way that you are now? Uh, no. I, I mean, yes, yes, because in the end I believe – that I would have, I mean, I, so wait, 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 was the question, would the, would I have been able to achieve success if it hadn't been mended? Uh, no, do you or, think that you would be able to like or, work towards it the same way you are? Like, do you feel like not the same way? To, no, okay. not the same way. Um, because for even, even at the beginning of, of our entrepreneurship ventures, they were not, they were not about it really. I mean, they were, they were just, they wanted us to get side jobs and they wanted us to, to, you know, have a consistent income which I, again, I understand from a parent's perspective. I get that. Uh, other people in our in our own company have had the same kind of conversations mm-hmm. with their own parents. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that I would have been able to go after it, but it would have felt different because now we have our parents' support, and that is the ultimate thing. Because now we can share in it, and now we're actually pursuing ventures with our parents. And you know, and and and. I, I much prefer it that way. I, you know, success is, is great, but if you can't go back and share uh, it with the two OGs that held you down, yeah, yeah. what's the point, man? Yeah. Like, to me, personally, like, I want to share my eventual wealth with them because they they instilled in me everything. That, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I make my own decisions. I believe what I believe, but the, the framework was set up by them, so. yeah. I, I, I'm really, really glad that it was able to be mended. Yeah. I prefer it that I, way. I personally, I think that, like you said, just going off what you said, I think it's important to be able to share your success, share your future family moments, grandkids, all of those things, yeah, like with course. your family. I'm going like, to have a family, man. I don't yeah, want to have my grandkids be like, those. no, we don't talk to grandma and grandpa. <laughs> yeah, like, that, that would like suck, I, man. That would, it's like, that's the <laughs> whole point of having family is to be able to yeah. have those, create those moments, those memories. Mm-hmm. And um, so my question at this point is like, how did you go from that point where you said you were feeling like shit, you, the relationship wasn't there, wasn't quite mended yet, and I know you both kind of had that uh, similar experience with your, your yeah, folks, yeah. and um, how, do, how do you and how would a lovebird take that information and say, okay, I want, to, I want my parents to be fully supportive. Like you said, that's like the ultimate thing. So how does somebody go from that place where they want to follow their dreams or anything like their their parents are just not really quite involved yet they're not supportive of whatever they got going on and you know that support is a better thing on the other side of the fence it's mm-hmm. like obviously support is just would be better yeah you know yeah. how did how did you go from that place and get to that place of support with your parents what was that process like was it tough well i think it's kind of a cultural generational thing that's that's mm-hmm. how i look at it i think the generation you know, the baby boomer generation, they're like, let me see the money, you know, let me see the results. Mm. So they're not really sold on a dream 
or a passion or this or that. They're sold on how much are you making a year? You know, mm. that's what they're sold on. So, and I understand that, you know, I, I think, you know, our, our generation, millennials, we tend to be more, I don't know, I, I can't prove this with statistics or anything like that, but based on my observation, it seems like we want to follow our dreams more, you know, because I think the generation before us provided us, you know, we have a better standard of living than our parents did, right? Yes. So I think the natural progression is, you know, what they had growing up was enough because what their parents had before them was mm -hmm. less than what they have now. But since we have a better quality of life than our parents, it's like it's completely natural for our generation to want more, to want wealth, to want freedom, to want all the things that, you know, the generation before us wasn't passionate about. Um, but, but I would say partially is helping your parents understand what I just said. And the second part is getting results. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. I think getting results, honestly, that's that's the best thing that you can do. Yeah, that's no, the I, best thing you can do. I like, agree. That's I it. mean, I mean, it doesn't you know? matter how much. Um, I mean, you believe in yourself all you want. That's mm -hmm. obviously the goal. That's all that really matters. It's the most mm -hmm. important you know, part, of, because yeah, of course, because that'll get you the results in the exactly. end if you keep working towards it. But from my experience with people who don't already support you, mm -hmm. it takes them seeing tangible mm -hmm. uh, results to say, oh, okay, I can believe in this enough to support right. them now. And it's not because they don't like believe in you from the beginning. It's just that like it's something that's foreign to them at the time mm -hmm. and they still want the best for you and right, they, they feel like they know what's best, which they have lived on the earth as you know longer than us and they've and they are yeah, they are successful in their in their way of their their perception of success mm -hmm. which everybody's perception is is different mm -hmm. and based on their you know belief of what success is for them so you know i think that it's important to show results also and to bring those people in like for example i think what you guys did was unique is the fact that you took the field that you're in and you not only are you bringing results, but you're bringing results by bringing your parents into the field that you're in so they can kind of see it up close. And it's like, mm -hmm. um, I think that's important because mm -hmm. I feel like family in general just kind of want to be a part of what's going on. Yeah. And they don't want to feel left out, yeah. you know, and I don't yeah. know if you guys can agree with that. 100%. I think so. 100%. Because I think. I, and I, I can, if I could touch on legacy for a minute, I think this it's a good kind of transition. This is something I was talking mm -hmm. with my mom about the other night. So, so I, I'm a really big believer in legacy. Like I, I believe that there's, so I, we were, we were talking and we, I was just observing, you know, it seems like in our society today, um, our generation, it's, um, or maybe even the generation before us, you know, the people that are in their thirties right now. It's a very individualist mm. society. So it's a lot of, you know, oh, you're 18, get out of the house. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's there's a lot of individualism. Um, but what we forget is that the greatness of America was built off of family support mm -hmm. systems. Let mm -hmm. me repeat that for everyone. Family support systems. So <laughs> I, I think like creating a family support system and legacy and building something together where that benefits the entire family. I think that's really important. That's and I think having core values that your whole family agrees on and doing, you know, going after goals and doing ventures that reflect, 
you know, those values, I think, is really important to create family legacy. And I, I was just thinking, you know, there's some other cultures in the world that, you know, when you're 18, you don't leave the house. You live with your family your whole life. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a double-edged sword. So from their perspective, they're like, you know, well, shit, I don't want to live with my grandparents, you know, for the rest of my life. Right. Like, and they, they don't want that. They want some type. They feel like they are a unique individual and they don't feel like they want to adhere to all the cultural norms of whatever culture they're from. Right. While in America, it's like, well, shit, like, I don't, I wish I had the support of my parents. You know, I, I wish that we had something that we could share. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's, it's like both sides have their benefits. So if you can find a balance of having something in common and working together and spending time together, but still having your own identity and operating outside of your family, you know, I think that's, there's a healthy balance there. And I think that's how you like stay involved with your family and like bring mm-hmm. them into what you're doing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yep. There's a healthy balance. Cause like both cultures have their benefits, but they both can suck sometimes. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. 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 No, I mean, I completely agree. I think that that's kind of the overall goal, the golden ticket to have your family be able to support you and support your mm-hmm. individualism, your creativity Mm-hmm. To be able to lift you up when you need it, for you to be able to lift them up when they need it, mm-hmm. like, and for you to be able to be at a place of where it's healthy enough for you to say, okay, I reached, I reached this success, and I can thank my family, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you got a lot of people who like are I'm success because my family wasn't there, right, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, that's, that's you can true. get it there. It works that way. Yeah, it definitely, way. it definitely has worked that way. Mm-hmm. But you know, like we look said at, earlier, look at, LeBron, look at LeBron James, bro. Yeah, he yeah. didn't even he didn't talk. He, He's the yeah. most successful dude you could think of. And, but. and then you think about what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. He's done the reverse. Now yes. he's like the really great awesome role dad, like dad family thing. man. Yes. And he must have understood like, oh, this is what I feel like I would have needed in the reverse of what he didn't get. Mm-hmm. And that, that to me is like super, you know, the whole point of this episode too is like, I think that's super important to be able to say, Okay, I'm reaching success. I'm following my dreams, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. have my family behind me supporting us. It's healthy. I can go to them if I need something. Mm-hmm. They can come to me if they need something. And well, yeah, well, something that's interesting is like something that I've been thinking about a lot that you just kind of hit on there was how people from different backgrounds get their motivation from different places, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So what I found is that people from rougher backgrounds they use either the, the fact that their parents weren't there or the fact that they had a shitty childhood or the fact that, you know, the list goes on, they use that as the, their motivation mm-hmm. to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. While, I mean, I think there's a lot of people, I think that's a small percentage of people actually, because I think there's a lot of people that stay in that negative space, which is very unfortunate. Um, but, and, and I think, you know, on, on conversely, you know, like an upbringing like mine, I had a very... I was very comfortable growing up. I'll say that. Like there wasn't a lot of super stressful situations. There wasn't time. There's not like a bunch of super traumatic events in my childhood. So, um, you know, I, I don't really use my past as motivation for my future. If anything, you know, when I, when I'm out on my own, I'm like, well shit, like I'm almost looking at the past fondly. Mm. You know what I mean? So Mm. it's like, I have to find different places to, you know, to get my motivation and for me, it's looking to the future, because if you can't be excited about the future, then what, 
the hell else are you supposed to be excited about? Yeah, because my past doesn't motivate. That's me. where you're going. Because you mm-hmm. like it or not, man. Right. So for me, where I I haven't been able to find a whole lot of motivation from my past. Some, of course, mm-hmm. but that's not where my motivation comes from. Right. My motivation comes from my vision and what I want for my life and for the people around me. So, and I think that's true for a lot of people. But I, that's just an observation that I had about people from different backgrounds and you know, kind of the themes that they go through when they're trying to inspire others, you know, mm-hmm. something I noticed. Okay. So my next question has to do with unhealthiness and it's basically, are there any difficulties that come with maintaining a healthy relationship with your family in a sense of when it gets unhealthy, how do you guys deal with that? And I know you guys are talking about like, the other side of the fence with a family, with a person who goes through life and they don't have their family as support. Mm. So let's let's kind of like live into that that mm-hmm. moment for a little bit and kind of talk about like what it would be like to not have that healthy relationship, mm. if that makes any sense. So the, the question is, could, yeah, could you rephrase that question? Yeah, basically, have you guys had an experience where it was unhealthy with family and how did you deal with that and and I and I only ask that because there's probably going to be a lot of people who are listening to this a lot of lovebirds who have that family that they don't really have that relationship with I know I personally have been there and there's I know you guys have experienced that in some ways and have gotten out of that or if you guys have experienced it and kind of just like let it go to deal with you you know well, what I mean? Yeah, I, I think I have a good answer for you. Um, so I, I won't go into any specific instances, but just as a frame of uh, at least how I would deal with this mm-hmm. and how I look at it, I would say um, if you have a strenuous relationship with your family, your parents, whoever, I would say what you need is distance. Mm-hmm. So you need, you need to distance yourself, okay? Because th- think about it. You know, if you see someone less times in a week, the time that you see them, you're going to appreciate that time more. Mm-hmm. And even more important than that, at a certain point when you take responsibility for your life as an adult, your roles with the parent-child, the roles change, right? It shifts, yeah. It shifts. Now the role on both sides is just to love and support. That's mm-hmm. it. Love and support. Mm-hmm. That's it. When you okay. see them, it's love and support. That's it. And to me, it's that simple. It's like you need distance, and when you see each other, it's love and support. I, I, I agree with that 100%. Um, and again, I don't want to get too, like, into too many crazy specifics, but there, there has been an instance when there was a member of our family that there, there was just an unhealthy relationship with, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you, you were saying distance yourself. Um, and that, for me, the word is just boundaries, whatever that is. Like, mm-hmm. what? It doesn't have to be removed 100%, but you, you, you have to talk about what that distance looks like and, and what are the things that we are allowed to talk about, what are the things we aren't allowed to talk about, or, you know what I'm saying, like, you just have to, like what, what Adam said, you just got to take responsibility for mm-hmm. your life, mm-hmm. and as long as, and, and, and if you have parents that are understanding, then they will be like, oh, or if you have a family member that's understanding, uh, they'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, and if you don't, fuck them. Mm. Sorry, like if they're your, even if they're your parents, do you think that like 
it's just smart for people to not hold themselves back because of a unhealthy family relationship. I think a lot of people do hold themselves back because of an unhealthy family relationship. Mm. They feel like they owe something to their family. Yeah, and that's what I felt for a long time because, for example, I spent, since I was six years old to the time I was 18, 19, I was playing the violin. That was like the discipline that I, you know, obsessively worked on. And I got a scholarship for that and everything. I quit after my first semester. Dude, like when you want to talk about depression or let, feeling like you let your family down, like I, I can't quantify how much time and money my parents put in to, right. to have me learn that violin. That makes sense. That is not, and also it is not a cheap instrument to learn, bro. Or to buy. Or to buy. <laughs> it's a really, and at the beginning, like I said earlier, they didn't have like much of anything. Mm-hmm. So they specifically sacrificed so that I could learn an instrument that I wanted. Mm. So like for the longest time I had in incredible depression because of it, like really, really deep depression about it. Um, so I, I don't know, man, that, that it was, it was, it, it kind of was a, an excuse for me to lay around and just feel depressed and, and not, and not actively think about what I should be pursuing. Um, Especially since, you know, even a lot of people in my, my high school just, I listened to the outside words a lot and what everybody's like, oh yeah, well he's going to go to Broadway someday. Well, he's going to be playing in this blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, well, if I don't, then I'm a failure. Mm. It was kind of very binary for me. Right. And that's just not fair to myself. That wasn't fair to myself. Uh, so that's what I would say to the lovebirds out there is that you, be fair to yourself. Right. Be fair to yourself first right. before anybody else right because you have to you have to take care of you yeah yeah so. <laughs> yeah i agree i think that like obviously we preach self-love a lot on the show and um when it comes to those things it it seems like you were like disappointed in yourself because you saw the perspective of your parents putting in investing so much time into you and then it like kind of hit you like wow you're kind of letting them down but in like the bigger scheme of things it's like they were easy to understand your new path when you were able to just say okay I need to be fair to myself I need to love myself I need to do what I want to do I need to do I need to go after my dreams because mm. by doing that I'm going after my happiness and I think the overall goal and lovebirds if you're listening to this right now if you checked out just tune back in for this it's just that um if your family really loves you, they will support you when you're doing the things that you love to do. They will support your happiness. So if you're if you're going after something that you love doing and it makes you happy and your family isn't supportive of that, you gotta you gotta make some tough decisions. That's when that distance, <laughs> that's when that distance comes in, bro. Yeah, because it has to. Yeah, and. I just think that that makes sense. Yeah. No, it does. And, and, and that's yeah. hard. That's hard not only to hear, but it's just factually hard for everybody. Like, that's not going to be an easy conversation for anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if, and, and I, I will say that most people, most parents are, are, you know, no matter how headstrong they are or no matter how they how bad they want you to be the next baker in the family bakery, mm-hmm. um, as long as you really 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 stick to your convictions about what you want they they should accept it and and i'm sorry for those instances where they don't i really truly am but i promise 
that even if it's somebody as close as your mother who birthed you and made you, you will be happier if they are not supportive if you cut it off. Yeah. And that's so hard, but it's yeah. true. Yeah, because, I mean, the what could happen is they could see how happy you are eventually and jump on the train, or you'll just continue to be happy. And, and if I may, just for a second, um, a lot of people, too... Um, there's that jump on the train thing, and that's a really tricky discussion. No, it's it's a tricky discussion because it, it, it's just like when people started being Warriors fans. It's like, well, do you live in the greater Bay Area right. or do you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. where where are you? Where at? are you where coming you? from, bro? Um, mm-hmm. You weren't there. You weren't there with Jason Richardson, man. You don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry that pride. Sorry, uh, basketball thing, but. Um, I literally, I did, I did, I, I, I shouldn't have went into a basketball analogy. I kind of forgot the point of what I was saying. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, no, I no, no, bandwagon thing. Yeah. No, there's, there's, there's this thing where, you know, if, if their parents don't, their parents don't accept what they're doing. Oh, no, fuck you guys. I'm going to do my thing. And they go off and do their thing. They become successful and then their parents come back. Yeah. And that's like family in general too. That happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Any yeah. family. No yeah. matter, matter what. That goes back to what I said. The generation before us wants to see some damn results. results. Here's the results. thing, man. They want to see. Here's the thing. Accept them. Yeah. Accept them back, man. Overall. I'm telling you, if unless it was something deplorable that's unfor- there there are probably a small list of things that'd be unforgivable, but for the most part, get that relationship back, man. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. but set boundaries. Set re- especially at the comeback point, set really strict boundaries. Yeah, cuz you 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 would know if the person in a gold digging, clearly, yeah, and, and it, yeah, because like, you just know, like, you can tell, you can see intentions, and you, you can, can see you remorse can, if they feel exactly. bad, you know, and and honestly, like, I know people who it doesn't matter what their family did, they know that they, that, you know, love to them comes before anything else or blood, so they just receive them, they accept them, even if they were not supportive at all. Mm-hmm. Though I have also known people that are like, no, you're not here. You didn't believe in me. And that is it. We're no longer having any kind of relationship. And I have family like that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like that sucks because you only have one of these things called life. And if you do become successful and happy, it's like, does that really feel good to kind of keep that? That experience away from your family. Just because you're like almost and, and, kind of angst, like holding it above their head because you're like, well, now that I'm smiling. And, and I think you're, you know, when you get into that mindset, you're kind of treading dangerous water. Because mm. I believe if you're using other people's negative energy for you to actualize your goals, I don't think you're getting the motivation from the right place. Because mm. the way that you operate in the world subconsciously will be different than if your purpose or what gets you motivated is the impact that you want to make. Mm-hmm. Not, mm-hmm. I want to prove these people wrong because mm-hmm. they did me wrong. That's, that's resentful. That's resent. That's, that's, and that's based out of fear. Any negative emotion is the basis is fear. So if you're operating out of place of fear saying, I'm going to do this because they didn't believe in me or because of someone else. Right. You're not, you're, you're not doing, you, you're not like, you're not reaching your full potential. You're just not. Truly, as much as you can, you you gotta try to draw your inspiration from within. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 yeah. and I'm not saying that there's not been some offhanded comment that really motivated me. Yeah. Because we're human beings and we're affected by we have egos. outside. We yeah, have by egos. outside yeah. stimuli. So, I'm not saying never 
take stuff from from the outside and and use that as motivation but but don't let that be like your lifeblood i don't i don't yeah, and again yeah. i can't even say that for sure because people have gotten to the top but yeah even yeah. people with hundreds of million dollars hundreds of millions of dollars can be miserable yeah and it I might agree. be because of something like that you never know cuz What's a good What's a good to have five hundred million dollars if you have nobody to share it with? Yeah, and, and you know some people will say, "Well, I'll be happy," but yeah, that's what you say that. when yeah, you don't have five hundred million dollars. Right, you're just saying that. You're just saying that, and, and that's I mean, and it might be true. There are some. I again, none of these things are absolute. Some people would be fine being wealthy and by themselves be like, "Here I come, island. I'm never talking yeah. to a person again." Yeah, sweet. The point zero 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 one percent of you. Right. Have fun. Right. But it's not. All of you, and it's just, it's, <laughs> it's just probably not not as satisfying. Like I don't think like so. even if you're coming from that place of um, like negative people, like saying mm-hmm. you won't be this or you won't do this. I'll show. Them. And if you yeah, if you get there, then it's like okay, well I got here because of who. Because it's like you should of, almost like celebrate yeah, them after like, that. It's like, it's because like, you're yeah, hating thank, ass comments. Thank, like, you, thank you for motivating. You know, it's like, you feel my fire. Here's, here's a little check for yeah, you. Yeah, no. here you go. It's like, <laughs> thank you. I couldn't have done this without all your negativity. That's cool and all. But at the same time, when you're acting from like a place of inner happiness and love and joy from for yes. what you're doing, yes. it's just different. And when you can share that with your family, that makes it so much better. And let's let's even go to more towards the beginning. If you even react to your parents from a place of love, they might jump on a lot sooner. Yeah, they may support you right Adam, off the bat. Adam, could we have just shut off from mom and dad and not talk to him anymore and just been like, fine, if you're gonna hate, if you're gonna not like this, then we just won't talk to you. Mm-hmm. And then it could have been years mm-hmm. before they got mm-hmm. on board. But we mm-hmm. consistently would go mm-hmm. go over go over to their their house and we would talk to them about this and run them through what we're doing and tell them details and like. Per, be persistent because we want an amazing, amazing relationship with them. It's very important to both of us that we have that, and it's important to them too. So, because yeah, be, because we didn't just like shut off and and just say, all right, fine, you just you're gonna you're not gonna like this, then we'll do it ourselves. Right. Because we did not do that. Now they want to start a business with us. Right. So it's like, again. Results may vary, right. but <laughs> yeah, for but sure. But I would say it's probably a good idea to come at their um, not even mistrust, but their just um, questions with for, uh, come at that with a with with love and with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. understanding. You should always go to them and seek to understand why they are they projecting their fears onto you or right. their you know what I'm saying. I, yeah. I think that happens a lot too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is they are coming. They are trying to love you, but they just don't know how. They just don't know yeah, yeah. exactly the best way to do so. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different variables that come into play when it comes to, like, why your family doesn't believe in what you're doing, possibly. Like, mm-hmm. they could have tried something very similar and it didn't work out for them. Yep. You know? Or they just, like, just like you said, Adam, like, they just haven't seen the results. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the results the results will definitely vary you may have some people who are stuck in their ways and they it doesn't matter what you say to them they're just not hearing it they're just like nope i don't care what you're saying get a job go to school um which it could be the thing where it could be in reverse they could say no you need to become an entrepreneur and do this sure, it could be. and you may want to go to school 
and be a doctor. I don't know. I don't know your life. I don't know your family's <laughs> background either, you know? Yeah. Your, your family may just be the kind of people that are like, um, my rule is my rule. It doesn't matter how old you get. You know, I have family members like this. It doesn't matter how old you get. Mm. As long as you were born under as that person's child, mm-hmm. their rule is rule. You know, and it's like... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do it that way, man. Like, uh, yeah. That makes me feel icky man. inside. Yeah. Think about that. And, you know, my, my personal advice would be grind in silence. And then once you have results, say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Would you guys be willing to support me? Here are the results. It, I think it makes it so much easier to get that family support. Mm-hmm. And if not, just say, well, I still love you. I'm still going to do what I'm doing because this is my happiness. And good luck with your life. Like, mm-hmm. I'll pray for you or I'll be there for you when you need me, if you need me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I have to live my life because we're on. We're all on different paths regardless of what we... Like, you two are on different paths, of course. even as brothers. Yeah. So. It's like, yeah. And that, that actually leads into my next question. As brothers, how do you guys separate the family relationship from the business relationship? Mm. You mean you mean just within the context yeah, of Zach and just I? just with you two. Mm. Hmm. That's a good question. Because there's a lot of people who are listening who may have family that they're partnered with. Sure. Mm-hmm. And... That may have brought in. I've heard a lot of people that say don't do business with family. Mm. Yeah, I, I can understand that that point of view, but I, I'd almost I, be the opposite too. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of if you have the right relationship. Yeah, because because mm-hmm. I, I think operating a business is like ultimate accountability, um, responsibility, communication, and execution. You know, so I I think it's if it's done the right way. And you have the same key assumptions about how businesses work and about what your core values are. I think it's very healthy. But if you guys aren't on the same page and you're just too different from your family, like if Zach and I were just too different, we and there were fundamental truths that we don't agree on as far as what we think is moral, what we think is, you know, what, even what, a good business idea. You right. Know? Well, I'm mm-hmm. not even that. I mean, I think I'm I'm going more to like the core value level not business structure i think that those little details don't really matter but i think if you don't agree on core values you know it's hard to like transfer that over to a business relationship but if you don't share all the same core values with a friend i you know because zach and i really are just really good friends i mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. we just hang out Mm -hmm. talk shit and have fun and do things that friends would do right um but we just have kind of an unbreakable bond because mm-hmm. even though I I mean we agree on most fundamental truths mm-hmm. but I have some pretty I have some fundamental disagreements with him sure. but but that doesn't change our relationship that's not context, really relevant right like it's just not but yeah I mean but I think if those differences are too blaring and too um, confrontational where it gets in the way of your personal relationship as well mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna work on a business level I just won't well, so I think to do business with someone that has to work on a personal level. You're going to spend you know a lot saying? of time around each other. Right. Like, so, so I think, I think, um, <coughs> cause I don't believe in necessarily, um, separating business and personal. Mm-hmm. I think it all just kind of meshes together and there's just, there's just that relationship. Yeah. There's just a relationship. Cause like, 
there's just sectors of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't really see it as any different. Like, business is just relationships. It's just friendships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trust. Building trust and building rapport and, you know, exchanging value. That's mm-hmm. really all it is. So, I think if it doesn't work on a personal level, it shouldn't work. It never will work on a business level. So mm-hmm. Well, and there's something that, too, I think that, that applies to Adam and I. And it probably applies to a lot of siblings. But I've seen this uh, be very beneficial to us is the fact that, I don't know if there's anything that would make us like not have a relationship anymore. I don't think there's only like a there's a very 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 short list of things that would uh, that would not allow us you know by our own decision to talk to each other. We forgive each other inherently. Mm-hmm. We don't even like like this whole love thing, right? You love your family. That's something that's not even. It's not discussed, it's not talked about, it's not referenced, it's just assumed and understood between us. Right. So it, here's here's something for you nerds out there. If, if any of you out there have ever watched Hunter x Hunter, <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember the little uh, the little homie's name. That's a little the little octopus dude. But there, there's Kilwa, and there's a moment where like basically they're the the little octopus dude um, realizes that Kilwa is his friend. And he keeps, like, thanking him for saving his life or whatever. And Kilwa just gets really irritated. And he's like, dude, if we're friends, we just help each other. We don't talk about it. We don't do anything. We don't say anything. We don't right. talk about it. We just do it. It's a part of the thing. So shut up and let's go. <laughs> like, basically. But he had done a lot of things that were out of love. And that's kind of how it is between us. Like, we right. don't talk. It's just because he's here, I got him. Mm-hmm. If he needs something. Literally, like, I don't, countless times he's been like, dude, I, I'm so hungry. I'm like, I got you. He's done the same for me. Like, it just is part of, I think that's how friendship should work anyway. Like, right. friendship should work mm-hmm. that way. But I think it's, for us, because we grew up at the same age we went through, like, a similar age, you know, two and a half years is close enough. Um, because of that, we were able to develop that bond. And, and as much as you can do that with your friends as well, I mean, I, I yeah. please do, do that because it's, it's really, really nice, honestly. Like, yeah. The long, I, I mean, we, we've had arguments where, I mean, we were yelling. I mean, we were just oh, hot. We've had some actual Fist fights, fights, of course. Too, but <laughs> 15 minutes just... later, yo, you hungry, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, look at this video I found. Like, it's like, yeah. it's not... Yeah, because, like, you know, the overall thing that makes it super healthy is the fact that you're doing things out of love, like mm-hmm. you're your brother's keeper. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean... I feel like the biggest thing is that the difference between the healthiness and the unhealthiness of these family relationships is the fact that some people are doing things out of love and some family members are just doing things or just because they feel like it's right or wrong in their perspective. They might be doing it, you know, I think a lot of them do it selfishly with projection onto right. the other person. And they may think that that's love or that just may be their way of loving, mm-hmm. but it may not be the actual way to go into supporting this person or loving them in the best way mm-hmm. you know so i mean no, man. it's 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 a blessing honestly um i feel feel lucky that we've been able to have a, a good relationship that we've been able to help each other grow i he i've helped him come out of his shell he's helped me <laughs> kind of retreat back into mine a little bit when necessary um so it's been it's been really good man i, I Family relationships are uh, 
never to be undermined or or to be undervalued rather not undermined they, they should never be undervalued you should try to hold them in as high regards you can okay yeah i hear you there my, my That's final blood, question man. is anyway, like no. um how do you guys maintain the healthiness all across the board i know we just talked about like you know loving putting each other first sometimes but how do you guys just for the love birds how do you guys maintain that healthiness so you're talking about just just in in general because I'm sure you guys with whole family or between yeah, with us the, the whole family. Mm-hmm. I would say. I would say healthy distance and just support and love. Mm. That's it. And and I'd say it's that and then a combination of what I just said too. Like there's just nothing big enough to like make it not not have him not be a support system for me. Mm-hmm. It'd have to be like infidelity with my wife or murder or right. something. Literally, it would. There's such a short list of things that I would not forgive him for. And even then, I probably would after a while, which is mm. crazy, you know? But, like, I think that's also part of it is that family is an unbreakable... Hopefully, it's an unbreakable bond. It, well, and, and I think just as to add as a comment, you know, I don't think a family member or... I mean, I don't think... Yeah. I don't think any family member should um, operate in your life as an extension of what you want, mm. selfishly. Mm-hmm. You should support them in what they want. Mm. what they want is what you should want. So, yeah. Because that will make them happy. Unless right. what they want is really unhealthy. I or mean, detrimental to themselves or others. If, yes. if your family member tricks themselves into believing that what they need is to be liberated by drugs, alcohol, and sex, I think there's a lot of people that believe those things. Mm. I think we all know that's that's not that's an unhealthy lifestyle in the long run. Um, you know, what I, what I would say is like, for situations like that, all you can do is support them and be in love them. Yeah. Because no one is going to change their lifestyle except for them. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't even try to convince them. They're going fi- yeah, yeah. to find out that they're mm-hmm. doing it wrong. He's yeah. not saying condone those things, but love them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Support them as a human, mm-hmm. not their, not, not their what they actions. decide to do. Because right. that's on, they right. only own those. Right. right. Support so them like not their habits. Yeah, no, of and, course. And don't, and don't, you know, exactly. You know, don't support them um, insofar as they do what you want them to do. Mm. Yeah, Just don't make it conditional. Re- don't make it conditional. Yeah. Support shouldn't be con- support and love should not be conditional within a family, ideally. Mm-hmm. It should just be there. Yep. It's okay. a staple. So. Cool, cool. Yeah, bro. Do you guys have any last words for the lovebirds? Mm. Love people, bro. And sis. Be kind. Be kind. Be kind to one another. Yeah, bro. Okay, well, if you guys have any questions for me, Zach, or Adam about this episode, you can message us directly on Instagram or Facebook. Just search Good Relationships Podcast. I want to thank my guests. Thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure I'll see you guys in the future. Definitely. And uh, I want to thank you, Lovebirds, for listening, showing us love. We got some more great content coming your way. Maybe even a Valentine's special for you lovebirds. And that's all we got for you today. And as always, stay blessed, not stressed.